0: up? My name is Bria Wanamaker. I'm a registered psychotherapist, a speaker, a personal trainer, and I'm obsessed with the mind body connection and the effects that chronic stress, anxiety, depression, and our lifestyle patterns have on our mental and physical well being. Through this podcast, it's my goal to help empower you with the knowledge, skills, and wisdom to fuel your body, mind, and soul. This is called the Better Bodies podcast in an effort to help us learn how to have better bodies. And what that means to me is to have more energy, be less fatigued, exhausted, and burnt out, and to help us develop more love and connection toward ourselves and with others versus the old narrative of hustle and grind culture and building better bodies that are simply for aesthetic purposes. In this podcast, you can expect to hear some solo episodes from me and I'll also bring on guests who will share their expertise and life experiences to help us participate fully in our daily lives. Welcome. Let's dive on in. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Better Bodies podcast. I'm pumped that you're here. It's Monday, and I have an episode for you that is a mashup of four different interviews that I've done with nutritionists and dietitians. And I've pulled some of my favorite tips, tricks, and clips from these interviews. So let's dive in. I hope you enjoy this one. I know you'll get a lot out of it.
1: In order for our ovulation to continue working every month, our body has to know that it's in a nourished place where it could support a pregnancy. If you were to get pregnant, if your body Mm. thinks that it's in a place where it's not safe to get pregnant right now, whether you're under eating over exercising, maybe you're sick at the moment. Maybe you've had some trauma. Maybe you, um, are just in a really stressed out season. Your body will naturally delay ovulation or completely just turn it off and skip it for a while until it feels like you're in a more nourished place to actually have a child and get pregnant. And again, even if you don't to, it doesn't matter. Your body does not Your body doesn't care. Your body doesn't know the difference. So, restrictive eating is really negatively affecting your hormones because our body needs calories. It needs healthy fats to actually function properly. Our hormones specifically need healthy fats in order to produce other hormones. And if we're not getting enough healthy fats, if we're not getting enough carbs, if we're not getting enough food in general, Your body is not. Your hormones are not able to be produced. So your your ovulation is going to be turned off. So your periods either going to go missing. It's going to go irregular. You're not going to be ovulating. It's going to mess everything up. It's going to tank your energy levels. Your hormones are the foundation of everything. They literally are chemical messengers that go throughout your bloodstream to every organ, tissue, everything in your body to tell them what to do, how to do it, when to do it. So when there's a breakdown it affects way more than just your period. I mean, it literally affects everything in your body. So the restrictive eating, like doing too long of an intermittent fast or doing a lot of fasts all the time or cleanses or not having any fats or carbs, because you're afraid that you're going to gain weight is tanking your blood sugar. It's, it's messing up your cortisol levels. It's messing up your production of hormones and it's, it's such a huge cause of why people aren't getting their period. It was actually one of the reasons why I was not getting my period because I had recently gone vegan and I didn't know at the time that my body needed a lot more healthy fats than I was getting because I was used to getting some fats and animal proteins, whatever. So I had no idea at the time that that, that was part of it. It wasn't the whole story, but it was part of it where I was underweight for what my body specifically needs. And my, and even still, if I drop below a certain weight, even if it look like I don't look like a me shade, if I get there, my body, my ovulation will stop. Like it won't do it. And everyone's body is different. Not some people aren't as sensitive, but it's so huge. If you are restrictive eating, it's actually also going to negatively affect your metabolism then, because if we're not ovulating, we're not producing progesterone and progesterone is a hormone that supports your metabolism. So we think that eating less is going to help us lose weight, right? That's the reason why people do it, but it actually makes it way harder for you to maintain a healthy weight because you don't have your hormones to actually support you in easily maintaining a healthy weight.
0: Oh my gosh. That was so funny. ah! (laughs) I I wish that this was talked about more often. Me too, girl. (laughs) Again, like that's one of the things that we can feel. Like you can feel when it's off, Mm -hmm. um, when there's like even that sense of brain fog or uh just being lethargic or, or fatigued. I think that we could be feeling so much better if we were nourishing ourselves, um, properly. (laughs) So how do you help clients with that who come to you and who are like, Mm -hmm. um, just, it doesn't look like they're, they're getting everything in their diet that they need.
1: Yeah. So uh, I just talked about this, but definitely getting over the fear. A lot of people have a fear of fat, of eating Mm -hmm. healthy fats, right? We we have this fear of fats and carbs, like, oh my God, you're going to gain weight. You can't have a carb. You can't all these things, your body, your ovaries need carbs to function and your ovaries need healthy fats to function. So I always say having three meals a day, you need to have three meals a day. Not like these little snacks that you graze on throughout the day. Like maybe you have like an apple for breakfast or like a green juice for breakfast. and you have some nuts. Then maybe you have a small little salad with nothing on it. And then, you know, like things I used to do all the above. So I'm not judging you. If you've done this, I've done it all, right? Like I've been in that situation as well, but your body needs three solid meals a day. Yes. You can have a snack in between lunch or dinner, whatever, but in general, we need three meals a day. And in each meal, I always recommend having a protein, a fiber and a healthy fat. So, so
0: good. Um, Okay. Let's talk about some tips. Um, Yeah. What can you tell people that they can start using like now today? Yeah. Whether it's like we were talking about before, whether it's mindset or whether it's like someone can go out and take an actionable step to help with their performance, like in sport, business, career, personal life, because like, it sounds like from, from an outsider's opinion, you're crushing it in all of those areas. (laughs) And so, yeah. What tips do you have?
2: That's going to give me actually, because you asked for the tips and I was like, I want to write this down, like write down some ideas, but that actually gave me a better tip. And like how you said, like, oh, you're crushing it. (laughs) I still have my days, not that I'm like intentionally under fueling, but I have my days where looking back, it's like you didn't make it a priority and your run didn't feel good. You're you didn't feel like you had the workout or maybe you felt like you were short with your little one. That's definitely happened. I'm like, this is food related and this isn't his fault and he shouldn't be getting the brunt of you being hangry. So I think it's first, first and foremost, my tip is to give yourself some grace. Not every day is going to be perfect. Not every day needs to be perfect. But to do the best you can in the moment, there are times you're going to be hungry, not able to respond to your hunger, but to tell yourself, like, I understand how you're feeling. I am going to do the best I can so that you can feel better, so that you can be a better person, that you don't have to be hangry and have that impact others. Um, So giving yourself some grace and doing the best that you can in that day, in that situation.
0: That's so good. Oh, I honestly love that because I'm going to apply that one first of all. Um, So that happened to me like last week where it was a day that I didn't have time to eat. And it's like, really, I'm trying to make it a priority so I don't slip back because you know, that feeling where it sometimes quote unquote feels good to be undernourished, to like, feel like you're, I don't know stomach is empty. Like, so for some people, no, for some people, yes. And for me, it does. And that's like such a big trigger of like, oh, well, like I've gone this long, like, oh, well, may as well just keep going. And then it's just like a slippery slope. Um, So I'm really trying to make it a priority that it's like regular meals. And then it got to like, I don't know, six o'clock at night or something. And I was like, I fucked up today. I was like, (laughs) I fucked up today and I have not had enough. I had some like nuts and an apple and this is like, not good. We are not good. And I like, it's, you feel off track. So I love in that moment where you can apply that compassion and grace and just be like, okay, today is in the, or tomorrow will be a new day. We will like get on that food schedule the next day, whatever it is, and make sure that we're uh, constantly nourishing our body tomorrow, like we'll try again type of
2: deal. <laughs> and maybe not always waiting till the next day. Like I know, like it was like more nighttime for you. But if it's like, oh, 10am, I feel so bad. I had that donut one, the donut is not the end of the world. You don't need to wait until tomorrow to get back on track. Because yes, if you were to eat donuts all day, every day, you're probably not going to feel your best. But what can you do at that next meal or snack to feel better to feel energized? And yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm, that's so good. You're right. We do. We like wait till tomorrow. We wait till Monday. We're like that's January <laughs> 1st, January 1st is the day. Um, so that's so cool that like, you can just pick up and go with it anytime. And that's the intuitive piece. I love that.
2: Mm-hmm. 100%. So that is number one tip. <laughs> and I will say my second tip is to, and something i recently posted about on Instagram as well is to Eat to be able to run or eat to work out versus running or working out to eat. So it's like a slight swab of the words, but it makes such a big difference in the meeting. So it it means that you are fueling your body for performance, fueling your body to have energy throughout the day versus using that run, using that workout in order to earn your calories or burn calories off that, that you'll be consuming later in the day.
0: Mm, that's yeah I like I shared that in my story when you posted that because it just hits home and so many people do that and I think a lot of people do it who don't realize the impact that it's having on them like and their mental health um just because that it turns into a cycle you know um like I ate this so now I need to run it off and I ate this and I have to like that earn and burn mentality can be so detrimental um And yeah, like not just women, like I know so many men that do that. And um, yeah, that is a really hard one to spot because you can justify it in so many different ways.
2: Right. And it can sometimes seem like such a harmless comment, like, oh, I had a donut. I need to go for a run or go for a walk. And it's like, Especially if you are, I think mostly women listen to your podcast. So if you are a mom, a parent, or even have a niece or a nephew, and that you, they are around you when you say that, like Hmm. they pick up on it, they start questioning, well, I had the donut. Do I need to do that too? The problem
3: with modern society is our lifestyle has become the bear. Yeah, <laughs> so we get up in chronic fight or flights, the moment our feet hit the ground, sometimes before you even get out of bed, we are immediately being chased by our day, our responsibilities, our pressures. And we're living in this chronic state of fight or flight, and eventually our adrenal glands get burnt out, it's called adrenal insufficiency. And now our, our coping mechanism is non existent. Hmm. So we've we're probably pretty nutrition, nutrient deficient as well. So things aren't even set up to run properly. And then we we get this burnout or these breakdowns, or we just feel like we've hit the wall. And, and I see it all the time in my practice. It's, it's a big reason that individuals will come to work with me is hormones are a mess, hmm. or they are just completely burnt out. And they have a significantly lost quality of life yeah. due to this burnout. And I always tell my clients, listen, it is so much easier for me to catch you while you're falling than to pick you up off the ground. Sure. So we really have to bring this knowledge out there that, you know, if you're already feeling not amazing every single day, there's probably some improvements that you can do because it often just perpetuates and just becomes to the point where now it's like, I have to deal with this. It's impacting my quality of life. But by the time we get there, it is so much harder to fix. It's fixable, but it's so much harder.
0: Yeah. And when you say like feeling not amazing, I'm picturing people who have like the fatigue, the brain fog, um, maybe even a little bit of like Depressive symptoms like where everything seems challenging, everything is a chore, um, just exhausted. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else do you think are like signs to look out for for that
3: or sleep, not feeling rested, so not feeling like you slept well, or sleeping a lot and not feeling rested. That's a very good exo- a sign of, of burnout. Um. Little things feeling like big things. You just mentioned that. That's, you know, don't cry over spilled milk. Well, sometimes spilled milk feels like the end of the world, right? Or a missing sock feels like, you know, especially a child that's supposed to be getting out the door. (laughs) And then we end up in this very reactive, like, um, moments where it's like, I'm snapping for no reason. This isn't who I am. Why am I having these outbursts? Why am I have no patience, you know, and then we start to berate ourselves again around how we behave, knowing that that's not really who we are, but it's like our body's just, we're not positioning ourselves to be functional, you know, and, and our nutrition is, is there is nothing your body needs more than good nutrition. Then we can go into good mental health and and good mindset practices and good community, but not a single one of us will function well without optimal nutrition.
4: This, this, like these conditioned thoughts that we have and beliefs we have are just like, they end up, you know, creating a prisoner out of us. And like, really, like, it is normal to have sweets every day, like normal eaters who people who are just like, totally neutral around food, like, that's a lot of them integrate sweets all the time there's also like some people who are you know more drawn towards the sweets some people are more drawn towards whatever salty or other kinds of things but like whatever it is for you like it's important and valid and valuable to be integrating the foods that are really satisfying to you and not like fighting that right because fighting mm-hmm. it not only is it not necessary for your health and well-being um but it's also going to totally backfire. <laughs>
0: Mm, so true that resistance the stress we create um what's something common amongst your clients that you see or even in like your past work experience through going through all that the eating disorders clinic and then also the bariatric clinic like what's something that everybody struggles with (laughs) like a majority of people
4: yeah i feel like i've I've kind of touched on uh, a couple of them already which um would be like the obsessive thoughts about food, like thinking Mm -hmm. about food all the time, just having it feel like you're always like either thinking about what you're going to have next or like what you should or shouldn't have, or whether that's good or bad, or you're like counting up your macros or your whatever, right? Like you're, you're tracking it in some way. So like just having food being on your mind all the time. I also see this a lot again with body image of just like, Mm -hmm all of these body image triggers all around you, whether it's like the mirror, photos, Zoom calls, right? Like um, clothing that you're wearing, digging into a certain way, just having this like, like feeling like you can get no relief from the thoughts around food or or body. Um, But the other thing I would say is um, a really, honestly, a really common pattern that I see with people's eating um, and just like, Yeah. Struggles with food is that they don't eat enough early in the day. Mm. Maybe they wake up and they like, they're like, Oh, like I'm not really hungry at all. Like, I guess I won't eat anything. Even if they're trying to practice intuitive eating, they're like, Oh, I'm not really hungry in the morning. So I won't eat. Maybe they're drinking coffee or something like that, which is suppressing their appetite, even if it's not intentional. Um, But anyway, so this like not eating enough earlier in the day. And then slowly as the day goes on, like getting increasingly chaotic, around food, yeah. maybe with like the big explosion being at nighttime when it's like just raiding the cabinets or whatever and feeling like you can't get satisfied. So I see that pattern mm-hmm. a lot with clients I work with. And that's like one of the first things that we we work on addressing.
0: I love that you brought that up. I feel like that's going to make so many people feel really good because the different clients that I work with um, and just even like throwing things out to my fam on Instagram Um, one of the things people are always like help with my late night snacking and yeah, that's, so what do you suggest for that? Is there anything that people can like try today, um, for that one specifically the late night stuff?
4: Yes. So the biggest problem I see with people in how they try to address it and how diet culture tells them to address it is. You know, just don't keep those snacks around, or like mm-hmm. just distract yourself, or like go to sleep earlier. Which is just like horrifying to me uh, that you're gonna like cut your day short to avoid food. Um, but it's sad because people feel like that's what they have to do to like get this under control. So it's mm-hmm. like the eliminate, it's the cut out, it's the resist, it's have the willpower, it's like distract yourself. What you need to do instead of that, because what all of all of that is going to increase your affinity towards nighttime snacking. It's going to make it even harder to resist. It's going to make it like even more chaotic. So instead of that, we need to address what is causing the nighttime eating. It could be various things. More than likely, it is partially due to you not eating enough earlier in the day, or you not eating consistently enough in the earlier part of the day, or you not eating enough satisfying food in the Mm -hmm. early part of the day, right? Maybe you're eating like boring, like, yeah, I'll just like choke my breakfast down. Doesn't matter. I'll have like a salad that I don't enjoy for lunch or whatever it might be, but you're not eating what's actually satisfying you. So of course at nighttime, when you know the whatever really highly satisfying foods are really accessible, of course you're going to eat all of them to a point of not feeling good because it's not about fullness at that point. It's about achieving satisfaction that you missed out on earlier. Yes. Um, So yeah, that's a big part. I think some other pieces, it certainly could be something emotional, stress-related. But even if it is emotional eating, stress eating, whatever, the solution is not ripping away the coping skill of nighttime snacking. The solution Mm -hmm. is addressing the stress and emotions directly.
0: Thank you so much for listening. If you love this podcast, you know, you're picking up what I'm putting down. It would mean the world to me if you gave it a rating five-star rating on Apple Podcasts because that helps other people get connected with the show and take in this information as well. And another great way that you can share uh, is by taking a screenshot of the episode on your phone, sharing it on social media, on your Instagram stories, and tag me in it so that we can get connected and chat more about this. I would love to hear your feedback and to see if there's any information that you want to know more about or guests that you think would be great to hear from on the show so as always fuel up my loves and we will chat again soon bye